He really hits that one. Oh, that is just sensational from Luis Figo. And then Ronaldo! Here comes Eddie. Not got much help. Oh, he doesn't need any help. How about that? Portugal. And tonight they've been simply magnificent. Champions of Europe 2016. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Portuguese Football Show. Uh, with it being pre-season and with the transfer window being firmly open, this is a transfer special and it is a chance myself and Philippe to talk about all the deals that have happened recently, the ones that we predict are going to happen in the next couple of days and weeks, and also how we see these deals affecting Portuguese football, both Portuguese footballers and managers across Europe, and also what's going on in the Premier League. There's been lots of things going on, and we've missed most of them, to be honest, because we've been on a little bit of a hiatus, but we are back now. I don't know how many times we've yeah, actually seen that. Yeah, that was last year. Like Last year was yeah. the hiatus, now we're back. <laughs> but, but yeah, this season we're ready to really sink our teeth into it. And to be honest, this window has a lot more movement, I think, especially in these early stages. And I spoke about this recently with um, on another podcast about how it seems like players, especially from Portugal, seem to be moving earlier and, and earlier and uh, clubs aren't really willing to to say oh we'll we'll give him another year in the Premier League and see how he develops they're now thinking this is probably the best price we're going to get for this player now let's you know sort of sort of trigger in the, they're eager to see those players make the the transfer to the likes of the Premier League because of how well um, some of the high profile names have done um, but first of all Philippe how's it going I haven't Mate. asked that question in a while. It was it's very happy to be back. It was a very stressful summer so far, but all good now, all good. <laughs> Actually, we're going back to it's such an interesting point that you just made. Because it but I was thinking about it in a different way. So it is true that Portuguese players are going younger and younger abroad. But even during the transfer summer, you can see these deals of Darwin, Fabio Vieira, Vitinha. Uh, even if you count if João Padinha really goes very early in the transfer window. Today is officially, we're recording on the 1st of July, but today is officially the first day of, of the yeah. transfers. And before even the first day, all of these deals are already done. And if you think about the the Ronaldo deal when he left Sporting, it was at the end of the transfer market. So obviously it was not something that United thought about it to buy it straight away. If you think about Nani when he leaves Sporting to, to Man United, again, it was quite almost in the beginning of the season. Nuno Mendes last year for Paris Saint-Germain, he was already with Man the Man season Man. going on. Um, Anderson when he leaves Porto as well, like in 2008, similar situation. And you can see that at the time it was deals that, okay, we'll do it. If, if we have to, we're going to go there and pick them up and bring them in. And you can, in the big difference with Darwin, Fabio Vera, Vitinha this year is they obviously the clubs thought about it to be like, this is my first target. And that's a very big yeah. difference in how actually the clubs are looking into the Portuguese league. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's no, it's not just seen as a, as you say, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try and assess other options first. And then when those, you know, plan A, plan B, sometimes even plan C don't work out, then yeah, we'll, we'll go for, for, you know, this player. But but now it seems like the deals are a lot more sort of thought out. Vitinha was only 
confirmed by Paris Saint-Germain yesterday, but again, that deal's been... We've known about that deal pretty much the same week that the Fabio Vieira news came out, so it wasn't a particularly good time to be a Porto supporter, but I'm sure we'll get onto those deals um, as, as we continue into the show. I'm actually going to start off with a club that we've spoken about in terms of their transfers before. We actually did a whole episode on this on their transfer dealings because they spent a lot of money in the hopes of getting into the Champions League and, and really fighting for the title um, to end up falling short early. And that's Benfica, who, again, go into the season with a new manager, um, going... It's looking like with a trying to forge maybe a new identity, and they've you know they've they've let go of players and, and and probably will let go a couple more that they don't feel that they need. Jota was announced today on a permanent deal to Celtic after his tremendous loan season last season. Um, but again, we'll, we'll get on to him. But just in terms of the players that they've brought in so far, and we've spoken a little bit about Roger Smith and what he might try and bring to Benfica. Trying to transfer that style over from the Eredivisie to the Premier League will be a difficult task, as the, the the two teams, you know, historically have played different different types of football. But uh, so they've brought in David Neres from Shakhtar, who, if we're looking at his time when he was in Holland, you're looking and you're thinking, you know, that that's a really good deal. But then since since then and since the move to Shakhtar, it's it's been other things that have been questioned with him, um, namely to do with sort of application. Um, but there's a feeling there, I think, that if they can sort of get that player uh, and sort of bottle that energy that he had maybe a couple of years ago. Um, Enzo Fernandez, the one that everyone has been speaking about uh, from River Plate, but will not be coming to Benfica until the Copa Libertadores is, uh, well, his his team are that have either won it or they've been knocked out. They're actually Which, to be fair, down. It might be, ah, if, you're already, be... if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> yeah. it might already been happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could, it could be soon. Um, then they brought in Bar from Slavia Prague. They brought in uh, Musa from Bovista, who we all know very well uh, from last season. And um, and then, as I say, the, the 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 departures, the big departures. Darwin Nunez has went for for a deal that could rise up to around about a hundred million euros. They've let Everton go. Uh, Sevolinha from um, who they did sign from Brazil just a, a couple of seasons ago has, has went back. He's now went to Flamengo. Jota has went to Celtic. Jetson Fernandez has went permanently to Besiktas. On those incomings and outgoings, Philippe, assess maybe their, their summer so far. It does feel weird that so much business does seem to have happened. Them. It's only the 1st yeah. of July. But in terms of the players that have, are coming in, do you think Benfica are making the right noises? Or do you think it's it's got the signs of yet another summer of, of perhaps spending but? Uh, you know, may may not work out. What do you think? Uh, to be honest, I think so far, um, I don't see one player that's coming in that might not fit. Like obviously, Enzo Enzo Fernandez is a, is a very good player. I watched him quite a lot a couple of years ago when he was still in Defense in Justicia when they win they won the um, the Sul Americana Cup, not the Libertadores, the one below when Crespo was was their coach. Um, and he was he was a star that was really really good. Then he went to, well a season and a half and River Plate so far, so he's going to be really good. David Neres is probably the biggest question mark because. 
Everyone remembers when Ajax went to the semi-finals of the Champions League, how important he was in that team. But then he had a big injury and obviously stopped playing not as much. And then he went to Shakhtar Donetsk and obviously with the Ukraine situation. When the summer finishes and the league starts, it will be close to nine months that he doesn't kick a ball um, in, a, in a real game. So that might be a big difference. But if I'm thinking about the best David Neres and the best Everton that we've seen in Europe, obviously David Neres is better. Um, or he show more in, in Europe. So it might be a good deal at the end. Um, Alexander Bav from Slavia, the right back, is really, really good. I think I think he's better than Gilbert. Um, so I think he'll be straight to the star. Um, then Musa, it's a great play, but they have so many strikers that it's hard to know <laughs> if he's actually going to play or is another one like Rodrigo Pinheiro when he went left Maritim to, to Benfica. And then looking at what they still have to resolve, you still have the situations of Grimald, last season in the contract. Big talks, they might come to Arsenal. No one really know. Andre Almeida, a captain, uh, someone that obviously everyone in Benfica um, really likes him. He spent, I don't know, more than 10 years there now. Um, and he might be leaving quite by the, the back door. So I think it will be a weird situation to resolve. Weigel, if he stays or if he goes, I don't see if Enzo's coming and when Enzo arrives, him and Weigel don't work together. Um, he's one or the other. So I think Weigel will be will be going. And again, Everton, he went on a loss of money for Benfica. Weigel, they bought him, I think, for 20 million. I don't think they're going to sell him for 20 million. So it might be another loss of money there. Pizzi, again, uh, a clear sign that obviously Benfica sometimes don't sell their players in the right moment. If you ask, if Pizzi was sold two, three years ago, it would be for a lot of money. Now they're trying to basically give him for free. And then you have some players they they will go hired last season or brought back last season that no one really knows why. So you have Dio Gonçalves, not relevant last year. Um you have Gil Dias, same thing. You have Chiquin, good season F pass, Alpha season a bad at Benfica, another Alpha season bad at Braga. Um Tomás Tavares again is he going to stay? Is he going to go? No one really knows. Ferro, <laughs> he went from being the best in Ruben Dias. He's having a medical. He's having a medical at the moment. Is it? To, uh, Pe- no, no, ah. no. The, the, the joke that the joke from last uh, Pedro, year, yeah. Pe- Pedro Severo made that he's definitely having a medical at right now. No, but he's I remember. Like, <laughs> in Croatia, I think, at the yeah. time. No, but I remember when he started playing with Ruben Dias, everyone's saying, oh, this oh, one yeah. is better than Ruben Dias. He's better. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and what happened to him? Uh, Gabriel, don't know if uh, you, you guys remember, but Gabriel is still there. Um, yeah. And obviously, have Seferovic. They, obviously, they, they have so many strikers. They obviously need to offload some. But I don't know how you see a list of Rodrigo Pinheiro, Seferovic, Henrique Araújo, Gonçalo Ramos. I, I don't understand the deal of Seferovic. Like, I don't like him as a player. But he obviously scores goals. So it's like, yeah, yeah. maybe don't let him go. <laughs> We've spoken about this loads. Because you remember, remember like, was it two seasons ago when they it felt like they just kept, they when they were just bringing in strikers and we were saying, but if you could keep bringing in strikers to try and get rid of Severovic and in the end of the season, Severovic has ended up scoring. Because remember, it was like uh, Luka Waldschmidt who they brought in from the Bundesliga. <laughs> Darwin and, 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 and Severovic would just come off the bench, misses two chances, but scores two goals and and, 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 no, yeah. and he just kept, sort of kept doing it. And it was like, hey, this... 
they really want to get rid of this guy, but he does seem to score goals. No, the only uh, smart guy <laughs> was Brunelage, because I think we all agree Seferovic is not a great player. Technically, no, he's terrible. Yeah. He has a bad first touch. He, I, I don't know how he does it, but what ends up to be is he's a great goal scorer. And Brunelage, I think he thought, okay, let's have a really good guy behind him, Jean Felix, very good <laughs> play playmakers yeah, to him, good. and then let the guy be in the box and then let him score. Yeah. That's that's what he does. So, headers, but it's yeah. like an obsession of getting rid of Seferovic. The, to be honest, it's I don't really understand why. Um, so so we have so many names that they still need to resolve. So it's a bit it's hard to to judge. Like I like every play that brought in. Um, Ristich is probably the one that I've seen the least. Um, didn't see much um, of of him last season at, at Montpellier, oh, to be Montpellier, honest. Was yeah. yeah, so he's probably the one that don't know really as much as I should. Uh, but I think obviously it will depend a lot on, on Grimald. If Grimald stays, I think he'll still be playing. Um, so, yeah, um, regarding the sales, yes, you have Darwin Nunes has been like an, a crazy, an amazing deal. I if you. I spoke to some friends from Liverpool. I don't think he's the right player for Liverpool. I think I think they if, if yeah, Luis Diaz you look at it and a, think uh, and think would fit straight away. Darwin Nunes I think will be. I don't think it makes much sense for Liverpool. But in terms of Benfica, the money they made is out of this world. So a good deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think what 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 they need to be wary of as well. Benfica is is obviously they've brought in. You know, I think they got. In pounds, about thirty million back for for Everton. You know, a deal that could reach eighty odd million pounds. I think for Darwin, um, maybe six and a half, seven mil for Jota, uh, round about the same for Jed and Fernandez, maybe five or six mil. So, that, so they're getting you know a little bit of money coming in, but you you know we we have got to remember when they sold Joao Felix for what one hundred and twenty five million euros or whatever it it could have risen to. Um, or whatever the initial fee was, but since that money came into the club, you know they they're still yet to win a league title, and that was you know what three seasons ago. So um, the 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 money money coming in is is one thing. They've just got to make sure that you know they they, they thought right. We've got the best price possible for someone like Darwin, and um, you know that they've got strikers there like we've spoken about and, and players that are. Especially coming you know coming through that are ready to make an impact. We've spoken about Andy Farage with me and you numerous times, you know, his name's being dropped in and we saw on that last day of the season in the in the two nil win when he scored both goals, he's he, he, you know, he's on course to have a you know, hopefully have a good season next season. Notice that he's being used in a lot of the um I know you said you hadn't seen the Benfica kit yet. The the kit launch is all over it. All over it. The first photo that they used was Andy Caraujo and he's on, I think he's on one of the billboards. Yeah. He's like very front and centre and um, Paolo Bernardo. So I don't know whether they're trying to go for this this sort of, you know, Roger Smith, this Dutch homegrown, right, really, really going to, you know, channel that. that uh, no, but yeah. Enrique um, Araujo yeah. is. He, he needs to. We we spoke about it last year, even even before he started playing for more for the first team. That is the best Benfica striker. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. it's just too good. Um, so yeah, he's incredible. It's it's well, yeah, everything to <laughs> to 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 really go well because it's it's really really good. Like I think obviously people now are seeing a bit more because he start playing more for for the first team, but. The way he plays, like his first touch, his movement in the box, his dribbling, and like finding little little pockets of space, 
And then he has that extra that like every fan really likes, which is is not one of those strikers that goes like fights with with defenders, like is is and with the referees he yeah. fights with, it defends whatever shirt he plays, he defends until until the end. You saw in um, in a game with Benfica B where in the flash interview he just goes like obviously because he's young, he goes a bit against against the ref, but that shows a bit of a passion that has. And it was for Benfica B, he's not even the the first team. And um, and every every fan doesn't matter which team support likes plays like that. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. it's it's a very like yeah it, it needs to be a season to to be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this development to be honest, not just for the Premier League, not just for for Benfica as well, but for the for the future of, of Portugal. And obviously, he's involved with the with the youth national team setups at the uh, set up at the minute. And he, you know, he's impressed when he does play, and um, you know, he was very impressive in the in the youth league. So, it, to be honest, everything that I've seen from him so far has has um, made all the right noises. We'll go to and we'll go to a deal that happened today uh, for the club uh, across Lisbon. Uh, well, not even across, round the corner. <laughs> and that was uh, Morita from Santa Clara has, has been officially unveiled. And he's been officially unveiled in a really, really nice fashion because that away kit, that sporting away kit that he was uh, announced in, I mean, it's split. It's split opinion on, on social media. More. I mean, I, I'm a big, a big, big fan. fan of that yeah. I think it's, yeah. Got real character about it. I, I like that shit. Marita is a player that we saw um, midfielder. We saw him for Santa Clara last season. Uh, it was you know one of one of their most important players. And but just again, just to run through some of the the deal. So Ruben Vinagre, we knew about that deal, and uh, so that sort of triggered and came into play. Uh, Saint Just, the most expensive pounds, um, defender yeah. in the sporting history. And then yeah, going out, uh, an interesting one. I saw uh, Gonzalo Estevez just went to uh, Estrell on loan and played played a couple of games for the first team uh, last season, but obviously they, they feel that his development is better saved. Going out, that's a place for him. It's close to where he's, you know, we won't have to reaccommodate and all those sorts of things that go with it. you got to, you know, you got to remember he's still only, what, 18? 18, yes, crazy. Uh, yeah, so... I think he's played a couple of times for the Portugal under-18s, but then he was back down with the under-17s recently. Um, so, you know, he's still still, still very young. Um, and, yeah, I think in, in terms of the big ones, Nuno Men's deal we knew about. One deal that you said yeah. it was coming in, which obviously was the Vinagre one, but he's actually a player that's going out as well because he's not going to stay this season in, in sporting. He's going to be loaned out. The latest one I have is one 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 like I sent you was a week ago, something like that, about the um, Al deal. And will be what it says is will be when Palini is done for Fulham, um Al will go and replace him at Sporting and part of the deal will be Vinagre for one season at um, okay. at Braga Bum. Inside sources. Rumors. Rumors, yeah. Well rumors? the, the Al yes, the Al is is pretty much done. Um the vinagre in the deal or not? No, hundred percent sure. Wait and see. Yeah, oh, that's a prospect. You want exclusive? That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, you told me about that one, didn't you? Um, yeah, and then and then do, do, let me just quickly grab you on on on. Well, obviously, we'll go through all of them, but some of the players who were sent out on loan last season. Do we see? Do we see futures for the likes of? 
Eduardo Caresma went out on loan last season, and that was just a season. Was that a season long loan? So he's now back. It was season, yeah, it was season learning. He was yeah. back. So in terms of Caresma, do we do we see him within the first team picture, or do we see another loan for him? I think he'll stay him? because um, if Vinagre goes, the only idea I'm thinking is Mateus Reis and Unsanch being the left uh, two places for the left winger. Um, or the wing back, and then obviously the the six centre backs. If you think two per place, you have Inácio, uh, Coates, Santjust, um, Quaresma, Neto. So you have five. So the Quaresma will need to stay because otherwise it'll be one short. Because Hello. especially with Esteves leaving as well, this guy that could play as well as a third centre back will obviously be the the second wing back on that side. So. If you have these two people leaving, you need to keep you need to keep it in. Obviously, you have still Massa to play sometimes in um in the B team and and play sometimes in the first team. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and yeah. then so to be honest, the 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 there's a couple of deals, a couple of deals there worth keeping keeping an eye on, and and obviously we'll move around um Europe Europe in a sec. But before we do, uh, the We've got to speak about the club, which have have lost more prominent players than 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 any other. To be honest, I was going to say than any other Premier League club, but I'm struggling to think of a top level Champions League competing club who've lost a, a, a spine like this. I mean, if we obviously I'm referring to to FC Porto. If we look at what's happened within the last 150 days. Um, that's 150 days yesterday from from the day Luis Diaz left. So you think at that point the Premier League loses its best player, Porto loses its its best player, and um, you know at that point was its best goal scorer. And then the the other shining light, you know, Premier League team of the year. He won Player of the Month, at, you know, maybe two or three times. In Vitinha as as left, he's went to Paris Saint Germain. Uh, for uh, I think the initial deals around the well thirty thirty eight million um, pounds or thirty seven and a half million pounds or something, and and then obviously a couple of days before that Fabio Vieira who was another player who, who probably was in and out of the team more than Vitinha in terms of more on the bench and he wasn't as prominent but when he did play his chance creation was through the roof, his assists were through the roof, you know, he, he was hitting double figures for assists after he played about six or seven games or something. Um, is another massive loss. And then on top of that, they've also lost Chancellor and Bember as well, which is one that sort of went under the radar. So when you're thinking of that, so those those two in midfield and, and, and Vieira obviously in that more sort of attacking position, uh, Luis Diaz, the, the you know, went in, in January prematurely, Porto felt, um, but chose to sell, to sell him and then Mbemba's gone as well. So defensively, you, you, you know, you're looking at, at, at an ageing Pep, um, Ivan, Ivan Marcano, I think, is he? I don't even know if he's still there. He's, he's still there, also. but yeah. Uh, and obviously um, they decide not to keep uh, Ruben Smith, um, yeah. which to be fair, haven't Diogo, done much. <laughs> Diogo Light has come Diogleit is we back from from Braga, but yeah. to be honest, he didn't really play too much in Braga to to stay in the team. Um, yeah, it was funny because we were saying how many players or important players Porto lost, and if you count Mbemba, Vitinha, Fabio Vieira, there's three um, mm-hmm. from last season. 
And then looking quickly to what other teams lost as well, I can only see Gil Vicente losing more important players at Port, which is yeah. crazy to think about. It was more expected, wasn't it? Yeah, so because if you look at Gil Vicente, that would normal. only happen. But Benfica, uh, Benfica Port, um, having these three going uh, in uh, in a, such a short time is, is crazy. And then you look at players coming in. Nothing confirmed yet. Obviously, a lot of talks about the um, João Vitor signing from 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 Brazil, um, but not much more. Uh, so it's it's no, weird because I think this play. is the first summer without a financial fair play, and it looks they're doing even mm-hmm. less deals than than we were doing before. So I don't even, I don't I cannot see Sergio Conceição being too happy in how this summer is being I- planned out so far. That that's one person that I was going to 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 bring up there in terms of wow, penny for his thoughts because even with a with a, a squad that's chock full of you know those those type of players and those exciting players and the management of the minutes and you know he'd really won round the fans in terms of giving players like Vieira and Vitinha the chance after obviously Vitinha to be sent out on uh, on loads of walls. Uh, he comes back and he's more this polished, refined player. And, and just like that, he, he's gone. Vieira, the same. He's in and out of the team. When he is playing, he's great. And you're thinking this season, he's going to go out there and you know be a starter and be a real consistent player. And and again, he's gone. I think Contessa will be thinking, what? Like, you know, I've worked with with poor squads, with bare squads before, but, but the financial situation at the club... And how the squad's looking at the minute is um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one for him. I mean, even that 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 midfield now, you're thinking, you know, Gruitch is there permanently now. Yeah. Costa, uh, did Stachio sign permanently? Yeah. Um, so far, the the six players that Porto has Uribe. in the midfield are Uribe, Gruitch, Eustachio, uh, Sergio Oliveira, if they decide to keep him. Which obviously they yeah. want. They're trying to to get him off. Bruno Costa and Romário Baró. This is that the sick, mm. the sick centre mid that uh, Porto has at the moment. They're not going to go far. Uh, and if then I look at the centre backs and you count Fabio Cardoso, Pep, Marcano. Fabio Cardoso, decent. He done better than what I expected last year. But Pep, obviously very good player, but forty, <laughs> uh, and with the World <laughs> Cup in the middle. And Marcano. Yeah. Ugh. I don't think he remembers to be a the footballer. The less said about him, the better, <laughs> to be honest. So, um, yeah, so it's it's not it's not looking the best. Um, they'll they'll be you know once again having to you know have a look in the market and see what they can acquire, so it's cheap. And then obviously looking looking at Oliver as well, and I'm thinking you know well, what's what's up next because I mean in that that side. Now, in terms of sort of the young players that have established themselves, you've got Diogo Costa in goal, who's obviously still there. João Mario, who's changed position a couple of times already in his young career, but you know, obviously, he can play in midfield, can play um, as a fullback. And then, sort of in, in, in Porto B, you're looking at players like uh, Danny Loder, the striker, the English striker who came from Reading, who's, who's now training with the first team and is. is, is, is um, but but to be honest with Evan Nilsson, Taremi, that's one department, you know that they could they could use a reinforcement in there, but it's 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 not as as bad maybe as the predicaments in midfield and defensively is. Uh, Vasco Sousa as well is another really highly rated player who 
and we, you know we'll, we'll see sort of what happens. It, it's just a difficult one, I think, for Contessao. I think he'll be thinking there's only so far that I can I can keep. There's only so many times I can keep doing this, and um, it, it's it's it's. I think it's summers like this that maybe will lead to him maybe looking uh, somewhere like Serie A and thinking. Yeah, obviously they uh, every let's let's get this straight as well before I continue. Every club loses players. That's just the nature of football, especially if if you're a Portuguese club because it's the nature of the financial disparity between the leagues. So when you, you know, one of your well your best midfielder goes to Paris Saint Germain, it's it's because Paris Saint Germain want your player, and there's nothing really you can do about it. Uh, Fabio Vieira's chose to go and live in London. Uh, I'm, play in the Premier League. Do you think do you think but, that's, but, that's that's funny because you know I was thinking that as well when in this first like when he, the first time he speaks that about leaving to Arsenal he uses a, a sentence very that I thought was very curious. He doesn't say he obviously says the normal stuff that he's happy to be there blah blah. Um <laughs> but then he, he says as well that this was the best thing for all parts. And I I found that sentence very like interesting because He's saying that it was good for Porto as well. They made this money with him. But I, I got that as in like Porto needed him go because they really need the cash. I don't know yeah. if by then yeah, they were yeah. not 100% sure with everything a deal. So they thought, okay, if no one leaves, um, we need this money. So, well, we sell him yeah. for 35 mil. But, um, mm-hmm. but it was funny that how how we yeah. put it in that was good for every part involved. And like it makes it, it's it almost tries to like make it, make it, yeah, put put the message out there, especially to those portistas that that are that are sort of listening. Say so you, if you're listening in closely, to think, okay, well, you know, this this decision wasn't completely motivated by him. It was it was the best thing for. I mean, you think about the 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 reason why the Luis Diaz deal went through in January was because the reason why, especially that they preferred to to do the deal with Liverpool and and not Spurs. Was because Liverpool sent over seven and a half million, I think it was that day, for 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 Porto to then pay off, um, in terms of sort of financial fair play, they had a deadline and they had to pay off so many million, and to get the deal done, Liverpool said, "Well, we'll give you this bit up front now before the deals even went through." That that's fine, like whereas, um, Conte's would have liked to have kept them, and even if you know, obviously ended up in the Europa League. If you've got him in the side, and if Porto really decided to go for the Europa League that year, you know they could have had a chance. But um, after that, it, it seemed like it all uh, it sort of went went down downhill. Obviously, still got the the uh, the, the double, the the league and cup double. But it it's you're just going into another season, but with a an inferior squad to the one that you've just won with. And then you know, obviously, the idea in football is to win and then to strengthen and get better and go again and try and. Maybe do a little bit better in the Champions League. Whereas for Conceição now, he's probably thinking, okay, Dobradinha done in the bag. Now I've lost, you know, three really big players. How do we replace them? How do we go again? Any other massive transfers? Obviously, we don't know what's happening with Cristiano Ronaldo yet. That's something that's being spoken about at length. Like you know, every year. Comes out. <laughs> yeah, and, and whenever a club changes manager... It just the the it's always tenfold because then it's no one actually knows. You know, does the manager actually rate him? Does he see him as part of his plans? And one day a, a report will come out and it'll be Ten Hag has got 
100% faith in Ronaldo and he sees him as part of the big picture. And then the next day, it's like he's looking to move, more, move towards a more youthful model. And, yeah. and you know, and then it's, 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 it, I don't know whether this is then spun by like Ronaldo's people, but then it's coming out like it doesn't matter if Ten Hag wants Ronaldo or not. Ronaldo wants out, he wants a new challenge, he wants to go to Bayern if he can. And you know, it, we, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't think anyone really knows. No, what's I think it's a lot of, uh, to be honest, Ronaldo camp putting stuff out. Yeah. Just yeah, to, yeah. to check how. The feeling, I guess. Yeah. Because um, the Bayern deal is on... very, very like specific as well. Um, so. Yeah. Testing the waters, aren't they? Yeah. So throwing, basically throwing something out there and seeing if it'll, seeing if it'll if it lands, Throwing yeah. some bait and seeing if they, uh, seeing if they catch anything. And yeah, with, with the yeah. George Mensch. To be honest, I think now we're going to see more uh, uh, friends again from George Mench instead of Wolves. I think will be the connections with Lille will be very strong again. With PSG, with Luis Luis yeah, yeah. there will be will be very strong again. So I think that's why probably Wolf Wolverhampton will dry up a bit the interest because the commission now is is in France. <laughs> so yeah. is it that 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 takes us on actually? Uh, it's it's a good job you're on this podcast, Philippe, because yeah. I'd just Thanks, going in a in a in a different direction. But you actually mentioned the French connection there, and that is something that I did want to speak about because who you may well I know you've got some links to France actually, so you may already have this answer, uh, but. Considering one team now has Paolo Fonseca as a manager, um, they've got a brilliant midfielder who will probably be leaving to go yeah. to Paris Saint-Germain in Renat Sanchez. But they still got uh, Thiago Giallo there, Jose Font, Leo on one side, or Paris Saint-Germain uh, or the new Portugal FC with their Nuno Mendes, Vitinha, Danilo Pereira, uh, and then obviously what's going on at board level with, with Luis Campos as well. So, when when those two sides are fighting it out, Philly, who are you going with? I think I'm, I think I already know what your answer is, but uh, oh, it's, it's it's hard. And in one side you have Messi, so I need to always go for for Messi club. Um, so yeah, I would like PSG to win, and then Paul Fonseca to make like a miracle and give them the second place. Um, yes. But to be fair, it will be a hard job for him because they keep selling uh, big players. Obviously, you spoke about Renato Sanchez probably be leaving they lost i think was today or yes Selic going to to roma the right back um obviously yeah font renewed the contract but steve bonnet bootman which was the center back an amazing center back newcastle, they yeah. went to newcastle so they keep losing important players and the the, the experienced players they're still there like font and ilmaz obviously they are getting older so it will yeah. be a massive rebuild. So, yes, I would not be surprised if a lot of players now uh, from the Mensch family would would turn more that that way. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it was an interesting choice from Paul Fonseca going there after a year away. I think he's a good club. And, yes, it will be a, a massive rebuilding uh, club. Maybe a very similar project what he had at, at Pasto Ferreira. For instance, the second time around, when he went back there after after Port, where he basically had to grab again a team from from nowhere to to make it competitive. So, obviously, with more quality, but but yeah, it's quite interesting to see. Um, yeah. I think I just want to touch this one more thing as well. Going going go back to Portuguese uh, football. Um, obviously, we have two two deals that influence big clubs 
that my that my well one for which club so we have Ricardo Horta from Braga to Benfica quickly do you think it's gonna Ooh. happen yes or no we didn't speak about yeah yeah um I mean it's 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 the reports basically that it's done isn't it that, that, that it's all but done the last um, things I, I know I... is like obviously is a lot of um talks around but Braga apparently still wants 20 and Benfica doesn't go more than the 12 plus players so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, I keep seeing pictures of him in the uh, in his Benfica kit when he was there, <laughs> and it's like uh, you know, you welcome welcome home and stuff, and it's like all right, well, let's just wait and see if the calm down. Let's see if he's done. Yeah, um, but but yeah, that's a that's a big one. Obviously, he had a fantastic season last season, and he's managed to get himself back into the the Celestial reckoning, which was nice, and the fact that he he scored as well was a was a nice touch, but. Yeah, I mean, we were speaking about Benfica's attackers before. Ricardo Water possibly joining that uh, contingent. Joining that, yeah. uh, and, and who was your other one? Obviously, we spoke about Dal Mujrati from Braga Sporting. And then Braga is involved in another one. That might be a very big one. It got a bit dry in the, a bit cold in the last few few days. But last week was was very hot topic, uh, which is David Carmo to, to Port. Um, mm. Which obviously Port needs a centre-back. Uh, and they do, and uh, and the deal was, the, but the deal was very, very f- weird the way they put it. Um, because there's a journalist that I, I quite like to to follow in Portugal. Is is the one of like the directors from from Mujog, which is a, a journal very well connected to to Port uh, sources. And basically, the Braga wanted like the thirty million from from the clause, and uh, Port went with fifteen. Yeah. But then, if uh, we then sold the the player to to uh, I think was over forty million, then they would give the the rest the difference back to Braga. So it's like oh, fifty okay. million at yeah, the time, yeah, yeah. fifty million later, once another sell was was made, um, which which Braga said said no. Uh, and if you think about that, yeah. they already refused quite high offers uh, from Wolfsburg as well, like uh, the, like around June time. So yeah, Braga being. Very involved in, in a lot of talks so far, but no big, big deals made yet. Most of players coming back from, from loans, but nothing massive. Yeah. And we, we didn't actually, we, we touched a little bit on it earlier, the um, when we were speaking about the Almazrati deal, but Joao Polinho going to, going to Fulham, which again is 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 all but done apparently. Um Journalists in England now are saying that it's it's um it's just a mere formality. We seem close to to joining Wolves, where he would have obviously been with um you know the the rest of the Portuguese contingent. But I, I follow him as well. He's there's there's quite a few Portuguese coaches and, and analysts there. There's obviously Marco Silva's in charge, uh, and and I think Fulham with with that signing especially are trying to just make sure that they don't. It whatever keeps what keeps happening to them doesn't happen again. Is that sort of yo-yo and make sure that they actually strengthen in the right areas. They've lost a massive creator in Fabio Carvalho, who's yep. probably not going to play that many games for Liverpool. I think Fulham were initially trying to get him to be loaned back uh, to 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 Fulham for to then give him a year in the Premier League for then Liverpool to then assess. Uh, but but obviously it, it seems like he's going to just be part of the Liverpool squad for. For next season, now we can speak about him as a fully fledged um, Portuguese player. Now, mm-hmm. now that he's chosen to change his allegiance from England to Portugal, um, so yeah, Portuguese under twenty one, he's looked amazing, uh, brilliant. Every time I've <laughs> saw him for Portugal under twenty ones, he's uh, fit into that team like a glove. Um, 
so yeah, I mean that uh, the that's that, I mean there's there's so much there's so much more we could probably speak for about two hours, but you've got to remember this is the first of July, so fully in about a week's time, eighth of July, something like that. If there's been plenty more deals that have happened and plenty more to talk about, do we think the uh, do we think we've got enough in us to give them a part two, give the fans a part two? Always, we need to. But before we go, <laughs> actually, if we're gonna keep doing this throughout the summer, every week yeah. we need to choose the transfer of the week. So, like so far oh, okay. this week, okay. what's been impressive? Obviously, this one we have oh. a bigger choice because a lot of deals been happening. So, Aaron, so far in the season, like transfer season, what was not the best play that joined the team in Portugal, but the one that's maybe more interest in seeing. I'm going to go with a really ob- obvious one, just because from what I've seen of him, he looks incredible, and he could be coming to Benfica if if they manage to go out, if uh, River managed to go out <laughs> to the Libertadores. So I'm going to go with Enzo Fernandez. I spoke recently uh, to an Argentinian journalist about him, so you can go and listen to that on. It's on uh, all the streaming. So if it's only fifteen minutes long, he gives a good breakdown into the type of player he is. That that for me would be the uh, the the deal that I'm most interested in um, so far because I think it's it's a real throwback as well for Benfica and really going back to uh, bringing in Argentinian yeah, players Argentine on the up. Players, yeah, yeah they've, they've they've got got a pedigree. What about yourself? Me, I would go um, and just because I wanted to give him a shout out, they actually thought about this at the spot. It's a play that goes from Segunda Liga to the Primera Liga. Even the transfer is like so weird because he signed as a free deal, but now Casapi is saying that actually he had another season and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> very. And then he didn't train for a few days with Guimarães because I think even Guimarães was like. Are you on a contract? I don't know if you're a player. <laughs> Are you free? I don't know if this is this legal. <laughs> well, what are we doing here? So yeah, Jota Silva was amazing last year. Casapia is if, if uh, it looks like everything is done now, um, and I think Guimarães would be would be an amazing fit for him. And yeah, it will be a light up. Yeah. The Portuguese Jack Grealish. Yeah. Is, uh, is, uh... <laughs> so if 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 um if you go onto Twitter, I think you can literally just type in Jota Silva Jack Grealish, and there's a there's a Victoria posted a video on on his like announcement day of him doing keepy ups, and they had it side by side with Grealish doing his, and it was like which which one which one is hit, and it was it, it made me. I think the big difference um, between the two is the calves. I think Jota Silva doesn't have the level of calf than than Grealish. Yeah, he doesn't have he doesn't have the calf game. <laughs> he needs to up that. He needs to. Well, he's now at Vitoria, better gym, better training equipment, uh, better facilities. <laughs> so uh, maybe he can get away. I mean, Grealish has got. It's got access to the finest equipment in the world, hasn't he? So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we we'll be back. We'll be back ne- next week. But what we'll do is we'll do the transfer episodes, and then also as sort of preseason gets underway, if there's any uh, if there's any games for us to sort of keep our eyes on in terms of new players, maybe uh, impressing. And um, preseason's always an interesting time as we get to see, especially new managers that have came in. And um, you got to think, you know, Braga have changed managers, Estoril have changed managers. Um, she'll be sense of 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 change managers as well. Yes, she'll be sense changing everything. <laughs> yeah, Ricardo Suarez is gone, and obviously, you know, as as I mentioned, Benfica, Roger Schmidt coming in, and you get to see them trying to put on these these trying to put the early sort of fingerprints and DNA on the teams, and, and then seeing how these players are going to fit in. 
So we'll we'll be bringing you that, and then obviously when the season starts as well, we'll be we'll be right up for it on a more sort of consistent schedule now. Now that everything seems to have calmed down, and and um, yeah, so stay tuned for another transfer episode. Let's hope there's be plenty more moves for us to talk about. And as always, get your questions in. Give us an email. Give us a DM on Twitter and taggy either one of us. Uh, that that's completely fine, and uh, and we'll we'll look to discuss it on the next episode. But Philippe, thanks for your time. I've loved being back uh, on the air, as it were. Dude, always a pleasure seeing your pretty face. <laughs> Speak to you all soon, and uh, take care.